Okay, I hope you know that that's not what we stand for. <laughs> uh, I want to talk to you further about faith today. And for those of you who wonder, what is faith? Uh, faith, very simply, is what you do in response to what God asks you to do. Plain and simple. It's saying, God, I'm going to do what you want me to do. Even though I don't necessarily feel comfortable with it, in my experience, Carolyn, is that you rarely do feel comfortable with it. Carolyn said she's one of those that doesn't really feel called to go, but is going because she knows she has to go. And uh, that's a step of faith. In fact, we've got a lot of people on our team that are going, not because they necessarily want to go and see Africa. Personally, I'd rather go on a cruise. Does that sound spiritual? <laughs> Doesn't sound very spiritual, but guess what? God has called us to make a difference in this world. And so I want to talk to you about getting the wow back into your Christian life. Many of you here today, when you first got saved, you, you experienced a wow. Remember that experience where you just said, wow, my, my, my sin has been washed away. The, the burden has been lifted from my shoulders. The, the weight's gone. I feel free. Anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Just, if you just say wow. Yeah. <laughs> say Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's it. Wow. You, you know that. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you have experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit, and that was a wow moment. Some of you have been involved in church, and you've experienced some wow moments over the years. But this is what I want you to know. If you're following Jesus, Jesus wants you to have a wow time all the time. This is what God wants for you. This was what Jesus was talking about when he said that the thief, Satan comes to rob and kill and destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it, how? More abundantly. Okay, that word abundant in Greek, very simply, parison. You know what it means? It means excessive. So we could, we could translate that verse like this. I've come that you might have life and have it excessively. Not in, not in moderation. This is the only time when, we, when, when, when we're supposed to operate uh, not in moderation, but beyond that. Excessively. Another way to translate that would be super abundantly. Abundantly doesn't do it justice. So listen to me this morning. God wants you to have an abundant life. He wants you to experience the wow. But here's the thing. Everybody wants that. Everybody wants that wow experience. In fact, just turn the TV on, and almost everything is geared towards trying to achieve that wow feeling. Jesus comes along and says, look, if you put your faith in me, if you trust me, if you do what I say, then you can experience this wow all the time. And folks, this is what this church is about. This is what we experienced this past weekend, some incredible wow moments. And I'm going to be sharing more about that in just a moment, uh, about some of that wow. But look, at, look what it says here. And just a reminder, this is a verse that everybody should memorize, Hebrews 11, verse 6. And if you would say it with me, please. And without faith... It is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Now, here's the thing, folks. Faith is not a feeling. Did everybody get that? Faith is not a feeling. You don't say, well, I feel like I've got faith. Rarely do, rarely do you ever have the feeling. Just like love. Sometimes you, you might feel your love, but here's the thing. Love is a verb. It's something that you do. Faith is something that you do in response to what God has called us to do. Without it, the Bible says, you can't please God. 
You've got to take that step where you do what God tells you to do and boom, bam, bam. God rewards those who earnestly seek him. What's the reward? It's that abundant life. It's when you, when your, when your faith comes alive, when your life comes alive, when you, when you, you can't wait to see what happens when you get up in the morning. Now, some people think, oh, that's just something that happens, you know, at revival meetings or, you know, what if I go to camp or, you know, once in a while. But listen, listen, God wants us for, wants us to experience this on a regular basis because here's the thing. When you're experiencing the wow of God in your life, the people around you see it and they say, I don't know what you got. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're doing, but I want that. I want to have what you've got. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Now, can I ask you this? Are you experiencing wow in your life? I know some of you are. Those of you who are part of this great Zambia enterprise, those of you who are going to Zambia, you've experienced wow. You know what I'm talking about. Did you know that you don't have to experience that just once a year when we have a mission, when we put up the tent? It doesn't have to happen just once a year. It can happen all year through, all the time. Are you willing to do that? Did you know that the faith walk simply means just doing what God says? And you know what? I haven't got time to go through all the things that God tells us to do. You know what they are, don't you? Sure you do. You're supposed to forgive one another. I was talking to a pastor this past week. He wanted my help with something. And uh, he went on to tell me that he was angry at another pastor and that he refused to forgive that pastor until, until that pastor apologized to him. I said, do you really think you're going to have God's blessing on your life? Do you really think you're going to see miracles take place in your life if you're holding a grudge in your heart? This is a, I'm talking to a pastor. That's what I'm telling you. Like everybody, we all go through this. And uh, he sat there looking at me like I was from Mars. I said, it's in the Bible. It's not my idea. I'm not the one coming up with this stuff. Jesus said that. If you don't forgive, then God can't forgive you. And the Bible says there's no blessing on your ministry, on your life. You've got to forgive. So I said, you know what I'm going to do? I will go with you, and I will help facilitate this. And his eyes filled up with tears. He said, you're right. I said, well, no, I'm, I'm not the one who's right. It's Jesus who said that. You know what you need to do. When you take that step and you forgive that person who's offended you and hurt, and hurt you and done wrong to you, boom! You experience that wow. You feel the weight lift. You know what I'm talking about when I talk about the wow. The weight has lifted. God has called us to give, to share. The poor, the needy, the broken, the hurting. You say, well, I can't afford it. Listen, can I just remind everybody of something? <laughs> Everything that God asks us to do does not come natural or easy. There's sacrifice involved. It's hard to do. It's hard to forgive. It's hard to give. It's hard to love everybody. What does he say? He says, God says, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love others as yourself. That's not easy to do. And God calls us to do that. You know what I'm talking about. This, this walk of faith means you just simply say, God, you said it, I'm going to do it. And wow, enters into your life. 
God wants you to have this all the time. Not once in a while, but all the time. Some of you are here today and you say, you know, Pastor, can you give me some more examples? Because like, I'm not exactly sure what this looks like, what this wow looks like. I'm not exactly sure what it means to walk by faith. Well, let me tell you. Let me remind you. Uh, let's, let's start with what happened this weekend. Some of you know that we've got a container on our, on our lot, and it, it's green, so it's kind of... Well, someone said to me they didn't see it. I said, well, it shouldn't, it shouldn't really blend in with anything. It's not summertime. <laughs> Snow is surrounding it, but it's there. That container is going to cost us about $25,000 to... Um, just, to, just to get the container and send it. That doesn't count the stuff that goes into it. We figured out a budget of about fifty-five dollars to $60,000 that we need to raise to do all the projects in Chihuahua and in Kitwe in Zambia. So we started raising money. Now, by the way, that doesn't include all the money we need for the missionaries who are going, and each one needs $4,000. So um, guess what happened this past weekend? We, uh, we, we, were to- we, we reported a total of $32,000 on Saturday night, but that really isn't the true number that we raised. Uh, I did some simple calculations. I checked with Janet on this, and uh, this is what we've discovered, that uh, in, in the weeks leading up to this past weekend, we were able to raise $46,000. $46,000 for those missionaries who are going and for the project. Um, and that doesn't, that doesn't include the corporate donations, the things that did not enter into the budget because they were already donated. For instance, we've got about $6,500 being donated by Duncalf Mechanical. In case you're wondering why that sign's around here, it's just to say that they are partnering with us. They took that step of faith. $6,500, you could add to that. We've had donations from other places, and we've we've done the calculations, folks, and and you know what it comes out to? Good drummers on this side. You're pathetic over there. Seventy thousand is what we've got now. Seventy thousand. We still need to raise thirty thousand. Do you think that by August first we're going to have that thirty thousand? Yeah. Do you think so? The whole thing is crazy. It's impossible. It's nuts. The pastor maybe should get his head examined for even coming up with this crazy idea in the first place. But guess what? It's not just the pastor. It's the team. We all said together, yeah, we can do this because God is in it. And here's the thing. What you can do, God can do. And every time you take that step of faith and you say, God, I'm going to trust you and I'm going to do what you want me to do. Not because I think I can do it and because I'm so smart and I'm so talented, I'm so gifted or so skilled. But it's God who's, who's got what you need to get the job done. And every time you partner with Almighty God, that's the moment you experience that, wow, I want to be part of that. Some of you have taken some big steps of faith in your life, and you've experienced the wow. And maybe you're sitting here today and you, said, and, and you realize, you know what, you backed off. You backed away from, from that faith venture that you were once part of. And God's saying, come on back. Get back on track and start experiencing the wow again. Because, folks, listen, that's all that life's about. 
There is nothing else. It's a relationship to God and a relationship to one another and helping the people around us. That's what produces the wow in your life. And without that, I don't, life's not worth living. I, I don't see the point. I really don't see What's the point of getting up in the morning? To go to work so I can have some food to eat and sit down and watch American Idol. Which, well, never mind, we'll get into that. Is that all there is? No. Listen, you were created in the image of God. Do you know that? You know what that means? You were created for things far bigger than living the life of a gerbil. You know what I'm talking about? Suck a little bit of water, eat a few pellets, get on the wheel, go round, 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 have a sleep, get up, do it again. Isn't that what people's lives consist of? You're created in the image of God. You're supposed to be experiencing the wow in your life. If you read through the Gospels, that's all it is, is one wow after another. Remember, those, remember that guy that's paralyzed and his friend said, you know what, we've got to get you help, man. The paralyzed, says, the paralyzed man says, man, if you can help me, great. Jesus is in town. Let's go to Jesus. And they, they put the man on the mat and they, they come to where Jesus is preaching and, and Jesus is, is surrounded by people and in a house and they can't get access to him. So you know what they do? They take a step of faith. They climb up on top of the house and they dig a hole in the roof. I don't think the owner of the house is too happy about that. But they had incredible faith. They believed that God was going to do a miracle. And they opened that roof up and they let that man down. And Jesus put his hand on that man and bam! He was healed. Wow! Wow! A lady has had a bleeding problem. She's been bleeding for years. She comes to Jesus, touches the hem of the garment. Bam! She's healed. Wow! Wow! What would happen if these people hadn't taken that step of faith? What would have happened if they had not stepped out and said, I'm going to do what Jesus calls me to do? A man's blind, comes to Jesus. Jesus, I can't see. What do you want me to do? Now, why on earth would Jesus say to a blind man, what do you want me to do? I mean, Jesus isn't blind. He can see, he can see this. Jesus wanted that man to take a step of faith and say, heal me, touch me. Read through Matthew. So there are all kinds of wow moments there. Jesus reaches out and says, according to your faith, let it be done to you. According to your faith, let it be done to you. Bam! Wow. Wow. This is what God wants for you. This is what God wants to have happen in your life. Now, I'm going to tell you this. Things don't always work the way we want it to work. God doesn't... God doesn't have the same program for every person. Just listen to me on this. God's got a different plan, a different program, a different purpose for all, every one of us. And that's why, for instance, different people in the Bible are healed. One, one gets, Jesus spits in his eye and, and he, he's healed. I don't know why Jesus did that. Another one, Jesus gets a bit of earth, spits in it, makes some mud, puts it in his eyes. Another one just touches him. All different, different purpose, different plan, different way of doing things. But here's the thing, here's the common denominator. Every single time that God does anything in the life of anybody, faith is the common denominator. Now, you may be sitting here today and say, you know, Pastor, I don't know where you get the wow factor from out of the Bible. You're just making that up. You saw that on TV. 
Is anybody thinking that? Don't admit it. Don't admit it. It's very much in the Bible. Very much in the Bible. You know what Jesus says? He says uh, in Luke chapter 15, verse 10, listen, listen, listen to this. He says, Jesus says this, count on it. Count on this. That's the kind of party God's angels throw every time one lost soul turns to God. Did you know that? There's a, party, there's a party in heaven every time somebody puts their faith in Jesus, takes that step towards Christ. The Bible says that the angels get partying. They're party animals. That's what God created them to do. To do His will and to rejoice and to celebrate the great wow moments here on earth. In fact, when you get to heaven, there's going to be a lot of celebrating over all the wows that took place here on this earth. In fact, Jesus says this at the end of time, Matthew 16, 26 to 27. Listen to this. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet lose their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come, listen, in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they've done. These angels are getting together with Christ and with all the saints who've gone on before, and together they're going to come and celebrate those wow moments in your life. Remember, he rewards those who earnestly seek him. What do you think happens when we get our reward? It's a celebration. It's a celebration of those wild moments. When you took that step of faith and you did exactly what God wanted you to do. Now, you may be saying, well, Pastor, how do I get my wow back? I've lost, I've lost my wow. It's, I'm, I'm not excited. I, I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. I've, I've got different gifts. Um, I, have I became a Christian, and I'm not really excited about my faith. Well, here's what you need to do. You need to get back to that place where you start taking steps of faith again. Where you start doing those impossible things that, as far as you're concerned, you can't do. You see, the reason we, we lose faith, the re reason we stop acting in faith, is because we start thinking that I've got to do this in my own strength. I've got to do this in my own energy. I've got to do this in my own power. That's the enemy of faith, and that's what kills your faith. What you need to do is you need to get back and say, God... I'm going, to take the, I'm going to take a bigger step. I'm going, to do the, I'm going to do the thing that I can't do on my own. For some of you, you came to this banquet. It cost $50 to come, and that was a huge sacrifice, and you didn't know how you were going to get it together, but you took that step of faith, and bam, God showed up. And not only was, was your need met, but that $50 that you gave to the work of God was replaced somehow, some way. And I could keep you here for hours telling you story after story of the way that God has provided, because we took a step of faith. When I became a Christian, wow, I remember, I remember it so clearly. I stood up in front of my friends, and I mean, I didn't know, I was a, I'm not a normal kid. I didn't want to be singled out and be embarrassed in front of my friends, but guess what? I took a step of faith and said, I'm going to accept Christ. And in front of all my friends, I put my hand up, I stood up, and I gave my heart to Jesus. And wow, bam! The peace flooded my heart. The burden of sin lifted from my heart. And I was free. I was soaring. I was high. And guess what? Suddenly, more important than, than my friends was my relationship to God. Maybe you're here today and you haven't put your faith in Christ yet. It's time. Do it today. 
come talk to me before the service is out. And say, you know what? Today's the day I'm going to take that step of faith. I'm going to give my heart to Jesus. Maybe some of you are saying, you know, Pastor, I, I want to serve again. I, I've, I've lost track of, of what it's really all about, and I, I, want to, I want to get back to where I was. I want to experience the wow again. You know what I'm talking about. When I first went into the ministry, I remember giving my very first what we called altar call. I invited anybody who wanted to accept Christ to come forward, and, and I had, I don't know how many kids come forward. I mean, I was flying high on that for weeks. I, I, I was like at 12 o'clock and I'm phoning everybody I could think of. Guess what happened tonight? We had a wow experience. All these kids gave their heart to Jesus. This is what God wants for all of us. This is what makes life worth living. This is what makes it worth getting out of bed for in the morning. Is being in partnership with God and allowing God to do the impossible through you. You know, I look across the congregation here today, and uh, guess what I see? I see ministers. See, you came to church and you thought you were going to come and hear the minister. I'm not the minister. You're the ministers. I'm the chief minister, but you're ministers too. That's what the Bible says. This idea that, you know, we'll pay the minister to do the ministry... It's so totally not Christian and not in the Bible. Did you know that? I don't know if anybody knew that. I don't know what your background is, but you think, yes, I'm, I'm the priest. I'm not. We all are. That's what, the, that's what it says in 1 Peter. We're, we're, the, Bible, the Bible says we're a kingdom of priests, of ministers, called by God to do ministry. And every time you take that step of faith and do what God wants you to do, God shows up and does the miraculous. What do you need to do if you want to get the wow back? You've got to do that thing that God's telling you to do. And even as I'm saying this, the Spirit of God is reminding you of what it is. Am I right? You know what you need to do. You know what step you need to do. There's somebody you need to forgive. There's somebody that needs your helping hand. There's somebody that needs a pat on the back, needs a word of encouragement. Even as I'm speaking to you, it's coming to your mind. Am I right? Yeah. You know. You know who you are, and you know what you need to do. And you need to do it. And if you'll do it, you'll get the wild back. Some of you have been holding back. You're afraid to give because you're not sure if you're going to be able to make ends meet. You know who you are. And you know what? By the way, I don't, I don't, I'm not checking anybody's giving. I don't know what you give. It's between you and God. But you know that you need to give so we can care for the needs of kids in Zambia, so we can care for the needs of the people in our community. So we can keep this building going to do the great things that it's doing. You know what you need to do. Do it. Do that impossible thing, that thing that just seems so impossible, and watch God show up and amaze you, because he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Watch him do what he wants to do. You say, Pastor, this sounds good. I want to get on board. I want to do it. I had someone come up to me after the service and said, I'm so pumped. I, I, want, I want to get busy. I want to do something. I've got to sign up for something. So guess what? I've got two sign-up sheets for everybody here at the information desk. I want to take a group up to Fairford to uh, uh, Shirley Grindy's Brothers Church. I want to do, we want to do some ministry up there. We want to partner with them in, Man in northern Manitoba. 
We want to bring to them the overflow of everything we can take with us out, out to Zambia. We're going to, we're going to take it up north and let them use it. Let them have it. If you want to get involved in that, come, come, uh, and minister with us. We would love that. So you can go sign up. Put your name and your phone number and we'll get you on the list and we'll call you together and we'll go do some ministry up north. Does that sound like a good idea, everybody? Don't you think that's what God wants us to do? Don't you agree with that? Yeah. And somebody's saying, I don't want to go up north. I don't want to, it's cold enough here. I don't go any further north. So actually, we can actually go a little bit, uh, uh, east of here. <laughs> I'll take you to the Lighthouse Mission. The director of Lighthouse Mission is sitting right here where Jay is sitting last night. And God just laid it on my heart. We need to take a team to the Lighthouse Mission. We need to, we need to start serving there. Because I have people say, why are we going to Zambia? What about the people around here? Yeah, we're doing the work around here, but we're going to go to the Lighthouse Mission. And those of you who said, why are we going to Zambia and not doing the work around here? I expect to see all your names on that list. <laughs> Hallelujah! Woo! Do this thing, my people, and watch the wow come back to your life. Watch the excitement come back. You're going to be so pumped, so excited about your faith, you will not be able to, you'll be vibrating on the spot. You will not be able to contain it. This is what God wants for you. He wants you to partner with Him. He wants you to experience the joy, the thrill of the excessive, superabundant life. That's what He wants for you. Will you sign up for duty? Because this is, this is what James says. Look at, look at this, James 2, 14 to 16. He says this, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions, can that kind of faith save anyone? Listen, we can pray for people to get saved over in other countries. I mean, Carolyn was talking about willing to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers, and God says, okay, you. I pick you. So Carolyn became the answer to her own prayer. Don't you love the way God works? He must be killing himself laughing up there. I'm sorry. <laughs> When those angels are having the big parties up there, they're like, did you see, Carolyn, did you see that? That was great. I mean, just high fives in heaven, right? God, that was great. I love that. God's got a great sense of humor. And you know what? Listen, this is what God wants to do in our lives. He wants us to experience that kind of a while. So look, at, can, can that kind of faith save anyone? No. You've got to get busy, people. You've got to put feet to your faith. Say that. I've got to put feet to my faith. I've got to put feet to my faith. Say it again. I've got to put feet. Yeah, it's hard to say after you've only had four hours of sleep. Now listen to this. Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, and have a good day. Stay warm and eat well. This is the Bible. This is, I didn't come up with this. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? Your words become now a joke. It becomes a sarcastic nasty comment to that person in need. Your words become cutting and hurtful if you have it in your power to help those in need. God has called us to live by faith and to step out and do what he wants us to do. You know, when Gore and I started at this church back in, where are you, dear? What year was it? 1994? 1994. It was just a handful of us. I came to this church not because they promised me a, a great benefit plan or a great salary that 
they were going to send me to Hawaii once a year, although I'd be open to that. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't promise any of that. They didn't promise, they, didn't, they just said, come and, and, uh, and, and if you would, be our minister, be our pastor. And so we came. And uh, we, we were called by a financial advisor looking for clients. Asked, and it wasn't Denny Chow, by the way. Uh, he called us and wanted our business. So we showed up and he says, um, he says, uh, how much money do you make? So I told him what we're making. And, uh, and then he said, and how many kids do you have? He said, we got two. He said, well, you better not have any more. <laughs> he says, in fact, you can't afford to live on your salary. And I said, well, Whatever plan you come up with, make sure that you include in there at least a 10% tithe, and I want to give over and above that. And he just shook his head and said, wow, I, I, I don't think there's anything we can do for you. Obviously, you can't make any investments. You really can't afford to live, is what he told us. And uh, he proceeded to tell us how much money he needed. He needed $3,500 a month back in 1994. I think it was $3,500 a month net. And we came out of that, out of his office. I said to Gloria, now who's the better financial advisor, the financial manager? The one who can live on a thousand bucks a month with the family of four? Or the man who's got to have 3,500 bucks and living, uh, and trying to care for his needs in his own strength and power? I'm going to tell you something. God will never be anyone's debtor. He will not owe anybody anything. Did you get that? You can't outgive God. You can't outserve God. You can, you can never, never, never surpass God in His goodness and kindness to you. And if you've been wondering where the blessing is and where the wow is and how come you're not experiencing all that God has promised, I'll tell you why. Because you've stopped it. You've turned the tap off. You've closed the door. The only way that you're going to experience that wow, that blessing in your life is you say, God, I'm going to take that step of faith and I'm going to do what you call me to do. I'm going to get involved the way you've, you wanted me to get involved. I'm going to, I'm, going to, I'm going to start giving a tithe. I'm going to start giving an offering over and above that. I'm going to start support. I'm going to do the things you call me to do. If you do that, then God promises. He promises you that he will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on you that you can't contain it. Remember, this is the God of the, of the excessive and the superabundant life. If you want to experience that, then you're going to have to partner with him, and you're going to have to start doing what he tells you to do. Do it in faith, and watch him do the miraculous. Would you stand with me as we pray? Father, you're so good to us. And uh, you've given us the wisdom and the ability to see the truth this morning, which is very clear. Faith without good deeds, faith without works is dead. God, we want to know the wow in our life. We want to know the thrill of being in partnership with you and caring for and meeting the needs of others. God, I thank you right now that you will never leave anyone here shortchanged, destitute and without. You will provide for and meet the needs of everyone here. God, help us to learn this lesson. Because if we don't walk by faith, then we're simply 
religious people. And we lose our appeal, we lose our testimony, and we lose that wow. God, work in our hearts that we may be a people that take those steps of faith. And we thank you, God, for what you want to do in us and through us. God, we commit ourselves to you this day. We ask, Lord, that this day would, would be filled with wow. We pray that this next week, day by day, would be filled with wow as we partner with you, as we take those steps of faith. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.